You're listening to episode 81 of the 200 Churches Podcast. And this is where I usually put in a clip of something really interesting uh, in the middle of the show because at the beginning, sometimes you want to know that something good is going to come in the middle of the episode at some point. Thank you for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, where we are focused on pastors of small churches, 200 churches. Every Wednesday, we release a podcast episode that will lift your spirits, lighten your load, and let you laugh. (coughs) After the podcast, be sure to check out our website at 200churches.com, where the guys post every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And now, here are two guys who lead and pastor in a 200 church, the Anna and Elsa of Ministry Podcasts. Jeff and Johnny. Let it go. Let it go. This is the strangest intro we've ever had on the 200 Churches podcast. For everybody who's very confused listening right now. Am I Anna or Elsa? I think you're Anna. The hair. The hair. Yeah. Well, she's she was just more blonde. Okay. Welcome to the 200 Churches podcast. <laughs> We're off to a great start. Where we encourage and inspire pastors of small churches. We're going to do that today, and we have live in the luxurious and opulent and recently upgraded studio. My oh my. Podcast studio. We have Angela, the voice of 200 churches. Woohoo! I like that. The voice of 200 churches. The voice of 200 churches. (laughs) Angela. That's a big responsibility. The voice. (laughs) We neither of us should be the voice of two. It's got to be you. You're the voice of two hundred churches. Angela, tell us everything you know and love about the two hundred churches podcast. I'm going to put you right in the spot. Um, I told you before we started. I've listened to two of them. So two. <laughs> this is episode seventy eight. I'm not a leader in a two hundred church. It's not meant for me. She makes a good point. Wow. She may, I'm just saying, that's a good point. Our own people do not drink the water <laughs> that we pour out. I, some, I think that that's probably for the best. <laughs> so you haven't heard all the times that we reference you in mocking jest. No, but that's fun. Okay. Do you want to mock me now while I'm here? <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Never to your face. Oh, no, okay. No, no. That Perfect. would be uncomfortable. We'll do that when we re-record the other part of it after you <laughs> leave. Enough. After you leave. Well, thank you for joining us today. Johnny, tell our folks a little bit how we got Angela involved in this venture. Well, Angela is actually a radio personality, if you couldn't tell from her uh, wonderful voice. And so when we were in the beginning stages of creating the podcast, we we were thinking, you know, what would be better is if it wasn't just our voices all the time. So Jeff had the great idea to reach out. And I was dubious not because of her talent, but because I thought, why would she slum and do voice recording for us? It's fun. For, for free. For free, oh, yes. Yeah. The price was right. <laughs> but she was gracious enough to say yes and has been long-suffering in the creation of new, new pairings and everything else that we've asked her to do. So thank you, Angela. It's been grueling work. What can I say? <laughs> you, you've gone hoarse many times oh, trying yes. to do the recordings, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So tell us what you, what do you do? Now, I don't know really what you do. You've not listened to her show? In your radio job. Uh, oh, boy. This I is, have this never. Is worse than her not listening to I the have podcast. never heard you on the radio. This I don't even so know what worse. station you're on. That's what? Come probably... on. <laughs> I listen frequently, just okay. so you know. I've never, I've never heard you on the radio. It's tisk, probably tisk. okay. I, I started off in this area anyway doing news. 
for a radio station, a little local station that was very local news and obituaries and that kind of thing. Oh, wow. And then I migrated into doing some voice work for commercials. And then I ended up on the radio every day during the middays. Um, and it's probably okay that you don't listen because it's a top 40 station, which is fine. There's some decent fun stuff to talk about but for the most part i talk about celebrity gossip and blah 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 nobody cares anyway you talk about celebrity gossip it's it's salacious it's wonderful (laughs) angela i know we might have to we might have to find a new voice oh no Uh a holier voice uh yeah absolutely the the reason jeff has never heard you is he he didn't know that there was an fm uh, (laughs) out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing (laughs) he didn't know there was an fm side these things Thought not to be. <laughs> so that's that's why his confusion. Are you in the one Sec- thousands? <laughs> Where oh do you? What's your frequency? Radio, look yeah. out. He'd have to turn off uh, Rush Limbaugh what? long enough to switch over. Hey, now yeah. come on, now don't even joke about that. <laughs> My station no. group does have conservative talk radio. There you go. Jeff. So. I probably am on a commercial or two for them, but Jeff is I like, no, so, I don't want to wander into this. Mind yeah, field. no, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to hurt somebody's feelings somewhere. No, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So, Angela, actually, what station are you on? Q one oh two. Q one oh two. It's one oh two point three. Do you want to know what's really funny? I started in radio when I was sixteen. The first radio station I was on was Q one oh two in Viroqua, Wisconsin. It was a country station, and now I'm here. And in Sioux City, Iowa, I am on Q102 as well. It's a top wow. forty. It's, I like it. It was meant to be. I guess. That's so cool. Mm. Angela, you are a recent attender at Dover. I am. Our church, the name of our church, Dover Church. You're a recent attender. About four years ago. Yes. So you guys were married for how long before you moved to our wonderful town? Oh, that's a good question. Three years. Three years. Okay. A little over three. Yep. So you moved here, you got plug, you got jobs, got jobs, moved here. Yep, and then we church shopped, as they say. Mm-hmm. We went to you know a couple times here, a couple times there, and then we landed at Dover after about four months or so of living here. Um, yeah, that was. And <laughs> do you want me to say more? Or do you want to ask questions? Well, do you want to direct what I'm just? going to launch into we do not want to control what oh, okay. you say Angela. i'm curious this is yeah. a free speech because zone. i wasn't at dover yet so i'm wondering what in the world could have possibly attracted people oh, to this church point. when here i wasn't go. even here yet here fair we point, go Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no so what attracted us it was very my husband and i have very different needs i guess for every for a sunday um in a church I'm very music centric. I am. Mm. I like to participate in the music, and so therefore, when I sit down, I think I don't know, good or bad. I kind of want to enjoy the music, and he could care less about the music, and he's very <laughs> message focused. So, oh, I think we're getting to why he actually, <laughs> why they actually stayed. I like oh, this. No, go Here ahead, Angela. Go. go ahead. Continue, please. Continue. <laughs> Uh, so Dover was the first church that we went to that we felt comfortable and both of those things were to a point where we we're both like, yeah, I'd like to go back, you know, to a point just... or like even beyond that point. Oh, probably. of course. Now beyond. look at you applying the pressure. Wow, I thought you wanted <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, here, honesty right? is out the window. 
Jeff needs a pat on the back. <laughs> well, honest, you know, honestly uh, affirming. Mm-hmm. Now, there is, okay. I, I will say, there was space for you to, to volunteer with the music, right? Did you get involved there right was, away? And I didn't know that right away. I mean, when you go to a church and go a couple, you don't know how the logistics of all that work. Right. And I actually didn't start working with music stuff, I don't think, till about a year in, which was another thing I give Dover credit for. I mean, we, we came and were attenders for probably a full year before anybody was like, hey, do you want to help with this? Hey, do you want to help with this? Which I appreciated because we were still getting familiar with the church family and we were just having, we just had moved here and getting settled in a new house and a new job. And so, I mean, I was more than willing to serve earlier than that, but I kind of appreciated having a year of adjustment, if you will. So just a... I like that. Now, a little bit of time. At yeah. first, though, I'm, I'm like, wow, it took us a whole year to get you guys involved. It wasn't but you a enjoyed bad it, thing. I mean, I, the small group aspect was a little sooner than that, which I think is important to have like as the first and foremost. Because yeah. in our small group, because that's how you get to know people better and see, okay, I really do belong here. And then when you start to volunteer, it's more of a, you know, your time. You're serving and giving your time and... That's important, but it's. I think it's okay to wait a little bit. It's not like we felt like, oh, they don't want us to help because they didn't ask. That's not how we felt whatsoever. Maybe someone else would, and maybe that person would say, hey, hello, I want to do something sooner than we did. But So I'm going to ask a question that I think probably every pastor would like to ask to a couple that come to a church and stay at their church. Okay. You said you went to other churches as well. Mm-hmm. Did you remember how many? Two or three others? Four? I think just two. Maybe three. Three. Okay. What was it? What? Give us one thing about one of those other churches, you know, without saying which church, that, that caused you to not go back, that you didn't want to be there. Uh, one was... It was too, and I grew up in a church like this, so I guess maybe I'm jaded in this regard, but it was too preachy for like, I mean, it was very fire and brimstone-y. Oh. Not varies an exaggeration. I like to, you know, whatever. (laughs) But it was, it was yelly. Like, I felt like the mic was maxed out and there was a lot, way too much high and not enough teaching. More, more preachy than teachy. So they were loudly proclaiming the word. Yeah. Angrily, perhaps. Well, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. And maybe I just didn't know the guy well enough to know what anger zone he was in. But <laughs> I I felt like it was mostly from an anger zone. And it might just have been an, a passionate, excited zone. But sure. when you're there, you know, for a couple of Sundays and you're put off by it and there's other choices, we decided to make another choice. Okay, so then you you came to Dover, and you said there was a balance between Mm -hmm. the message and the music that you appreciated. What else about the church? I mean, take those two things out of it. Mm -hmm. What else about the church People were inviting without being overbearing. Sometimes overbearing is overwhelming. You know, you don't want to be – you want to be friendly. You want to be welcoming. And I struggle with this now as a member when I see new people. You know, I don't want to, like – glom on and seem too friendly because that's off-putting and people at Dover weren't too much but they were still friendly where it felt like okay yeah and we got invited to a couple of 
dinners after church which was very nice and we couldn't accept i think we were probably offered four or five times we accepted a couple because sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't but it was i felt like it was coming from a very genuine place when people did that it wasn't like oh here's some new people we better ask him to lunch <laughs> you know like it was just we have a roast in the crock pot do you want to come over it's not fancy yeah. and it wasn't they didn't know that we were going to be there it was just off the cuff you right. know and that was that felt good that was nice i think that when you know when you're you know you're a small church pastor and you see a new couple walk in the door and the younger the couple the more excited we get <laughs> Rain it in. Yeah. Rain it's it more, in. it's yeah. more years that they could be spending. But <laughs> the, what you talk about, they're not oh, coming on too strong. And, I, and I'm constantly like trying to gauge, like, am I coming on too strong with people? Because, you know, I, I just come on strong in general. So <laughs> I try to rein that in. But, yeah, I think that that's, um, I think that's an excellent point is that we need to – you got to be friendly and welcoming, but you don't want to, like, moths to a flame. Like, people know that they're new – you don't have to like accost someone when they walk yeah. in the door. What, Make sure they never leave. What would you want to? What would? You, how would you want a pastor to approach you? So let's say it's your it's your third Sunday, okay. and he has not spoke to you yet because you've just kind of you just slipped out and you just haven't met him yet. Well, we were good at slipping out. We did that a lot. We got like six months in. Someone was like, "You never stay after church and talk." What do you think church is about? And I'm like. I guess we should probably stay after church and talk. Let's give it like five minutes. It's just because we, my husband walks faster than most people. I don't yeah. know. And your husband's kind of your alter ego. Your husband's quiet, very reflective, very serious, yeah. uh, can have fun, but yeah. he enjoys being serious too. Mm -hmm. And He's... you are more chatty. Oh, you're the radio person. I'm the social butterfly. And so, yeah. so you're coming out of the auditorium. Sure. And the pastor wants to talk to you. Mm -hmm. how, what would you tell pastors? How do you approach people for the first time to be friendly, but not to be too weird? Yeah. I mean, simple handshake introduction. I mean, asking, you know, you, you've been here a couple of Sundays. Do you have any questions about our church? I mean, and maybe ask, you know, what they do. You know, did you move here? But keep it lighter i would say and if they start offering more information absolutely delve into it but if they're kind of closed off they probably don't want to say much yet you know i don't know and maybe three times doesn't mean they're going to continue but and maybe ask them this might seem weird but do you want to come over and have lunch with us you know and if they say yes great and if they're like don't be weirded out by that but just don't so, keep talking. So when I handed you the package of of tithing envelopes, did you think that was weird the first time we met? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I said you didn't have to, but just in case you wanted to. Yeah, I. that is a good point that you bring up. You guys, you guys, like I'm not a part of it. Dover does, did not put a huge emphasis. I grew up in a church where if there was a new couple, I think they would have been put off by the tithing ritual that was in place and I didn't feel intimidated ever about that and again that took a few months too where my husband and I were like okay I think we're gonna make this our home church and we drove that bus nobody drove it for us because I think that's what tithing is it's your heart it's not what your pastor says your heart should be doing um so I mean if a couple is or a family is going for years and there's nothing happening there. I mean, maybe that needs to be addressed or talked about at some point. But how you bring that up, I have no idea. But no, I 
throwing someone a tithing envelope <laughs> would be very <laughs> off-putting, yeah. frankly. So um, this is a fun fact about Angela. My wife and Angela, mm. uh, they were giving birth like simultaneously <laughs> in adjacent rooms. Is this too much information? No, it's, I'll, I'll stop there. But it was so our, our children share a birthday, my son Asher and your daughter Sylvia, mm-hmm. and they are they're the little angels. So they, they share a birthday because of that. But so you're a young mom. I am. Uh, 14 months, if my math is correct. I think it's 15. 15. I, I don't even know the age of. Your children, your children, my <laughs> right, child, right, right. you know, it's yeah. <clears throat> not, you know, same age or anything, but as a young, you know, parent, what, what are the struggles that a young parent goes through, you know, in church, the, you know, struggles to stay involved? Um, you know, I, these are conversations I have with my wife, but we're not normal church attenders. Yeah, yeah. And so what, you know, what are the struggles that you experienced, uh, at the church as a young, young parent? Well, it was hard. I mean, I was involved with a children's ministry that we have called Mops, and I was doing some singing and whatever. And basically, when I had her, I mean, she's my first, Sylvia. And so I was just like, I was crazy. I was out of commission for a few months. (laughs) And nobody even batted an eye. Like, oh, you can't keep doing your responsibilities? Oh, like, none of that. It was just like, oh, take, you know, when you want to come back, you let us know. And so that, I rolled with that really well and appreciated that. Um, another thing was, you know, sometimes people offer help and they just offer help because they feel like they're supposed to offer help. But when she was born, I felt like some of the experienced moms in the church were offering help and they genuinely, they were like, this is not glamorous. And we understand that. And if you need someone, one of the women in the church lives a couple blocks from me. If you want me to just take her and walk around the house while you take a nap, (laughs) give me a call. And there were days I should have taken her up on it, but I didn't want to impose, even though I knew it was a genuine offer. And just knowing that that support was there was hugely important. Right. Yeah. And, you know, having nursery available. I, I at first as a mom, was like, I am going to keep Sylvia in church. She doesn't need to go to the nursery. Yeah. She can just hang out in the pew with us. It'll be fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> Use the nursery. Love the nursery. <laughs> Now, yeah. it, you're, you guys are busy. Um, Eric works a lot. He does. And you've got a job. You've got a new uh, young child. How, how can a pastor um, lead in his church so that young couples don't get overwhelmed with ministry expectations, serving? What, how should pastors be thinking about the young couples in their church who are having kids, Maybe it's uh, they both have jobs, they both have careers, they're both working. Mm-hmm. What kind of expectations should a church put on a young couple? Because you guys are both involved in different ministries yeah, in our yeah. church. How I, hard is that? It's not too difficult. It, it depends on the heart of the person, too. I mean, it might not be that they're in a time of their, a season of their life with jobs and careers that is really the problem. It might be the season of the life that they're in spiritually, I think could get in the way at times because the reality of it is if you feel it's important enough to make time for you generally will make time for it is that true every week can you give every week what you can you know other weeks no i mean as a young parents and busy and working and whatever that varies week to week but if your heart's in the right place i think you find time for it and as far as what the expectation should be i mean i'm a big fan of keep your expectations low and then anything above that will be you know 
the cherry on top. I don't know. I don't ever feel like we were asked to do too much. I feel like we were asked, which I think is important because if you don't ask, you're never going to know the answer. And I don't think you should ever expect someone to be like, hello, let me help. What can I give? (laughs) Because then you might never get anybody, you know, there's, there's a delicate balance, but I think always ask, don't have too high of an expectation and let somebody surprise you. I don't know. All right. I'm going to ask the hard question. The brass tax question. Don't do it, Johnny. I, I, I'm compelled. Yeah, don't do it, Johnny. I'm compelled. <laughs> we were small church pastors. Now, mm-hmm. you were raised in a small church? I was. I was raised in a small church, but then my I've spent five years in Madison, Wisconsin, and then we went to a mega church there. So I've had that experience okay. as well, but more so in a small church, I guess, is the bulk of my experience. So especially within the you know context of coming off of, you know, and, I, and I've been to larger churches too, and their programs are just like amazing and all this kind of stuff. What, what, what could we do better, right, as pastors, as a church? And, and I think that this will be, you know, unique to Dover, but I think there will be also a universal lesson for anybody listening as a small church, right, what what areas could we constantly be working to improve? I'm not asking you to talk bad. I tried to frame that in the nicest way possible. Yeah, and it's a, <laughs> it's a really hard question to answer because the first thing that comes to mind isn't really about someone just sitting in the church pew. It's when I serve, and I serve in an upfront capacity, capacity typically with the singing part that I'm involved with, the heart... The thing that's bothered bothered me most about church lately is that everybody sits in back. And I'm sure this <laughs> bothers you too, but I don't know if there's a way cuz it just doesn't feel Everybody sits where now? In the in back. back. In the back. She said well, it through gritted teeth. In the back. <laughs> in the back. Well, you you are worshiping and to me worship should feel collective and it should yeah. feel you know like something is moving within the people that are there participating in this and when people there's a clump here and a clump there and a clump <laughs> there i mean and our summers are worse i think summer's very than, hard you know maybe all summers are hard but we have a college space right you know that's gone it feels so sparse and so empty and it's hard for me when i'm leading up front or when i'm in the pews to feel like everybody's there together because we're so far apart especially the first five minutes of the service yeah (laughs) right when so many people are still hanging out in the lobby right right and you know after the greeting time you feel a little like we do a song and then we greet and then you feel a little more a little more i don't know can you section off the back of the church during the summer and make everybody sit up i don't people wouldn't like that i'm sure and this is probably just me but um, that's a conversation that's been had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a conversation that's going to be had. Right? <laughs> now that we now that we have now that we're hearing board. it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I might be a, no, you know, no, one there's... of the few that feel we that way. We will throw you under the bus though. You, know, you probably could. I'd be I'd be, yeah, you'd be okay that. with it. Oh, let me tell this quick story. Okay. One Sunday, I needed a volunteer to help me with an object lesson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It was an object lesson. Now, I don't think the, you were there this I was. Sunday yet. It's the Oreo cookies. You were there. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to illustrate two people doing something, have a sh- having a shared experience for the first time together. So I found these peanut butter Oreo cookies. Like, 
Who wants to eat peanut butter? <laughs> Who doesn't want to eat a peanut butter <laughs> oh, Oreo but cookie? Peanut butter. So I had them on peanut the platform. Peanut butter and chocolate, such a strange combination. Okay. You don't like peanut butter? Yeah, that's true. That, <laughs> but peanut butter Oreo just sounds like not good. Okay. Like I either want an <laughs> Oreo or so. I want a Reese's. You're out of control. But I don't want both. So <laughs> I, I asked for a volunteer. Who wants to come up and do something with me that I've never done before? And which I'm is think, quite the thing to ask. Which is yeah, yeah it's that just is bold, kind of, yeah. And and who raises her hand and walks right up? It, you, Angela. Yeah, and cool. after it happened, I thought, of course, <laughs> of course, she doesn't care. She'll get up in front of anybody. <laughs> she doesn't care what's happening. And it was nice because it wasn't awkward. It wasn't. There were some people who could have raised their hand, and you'd be like, "Oh no, <laughs> Lord, help us get through this lesson." It was good. It was good. So anyway, I, think I was pregnant too, so I was hungry. You so are, it worked out really. She well. wanted those peanut butter Oreos, but you didn't know what you I were going to eat. I didn't know eat. what I was getting into, but I was pleasantly surprised. So you you were talking about the crowd. You would like <laughs> the crowd to be closer to the platform. I think if we're sitting in just church, smushed together, more. talking about being a close knit body of believers, we should. Rub elbows a little bit. I don't know, but like that might that. just be me. Well, it's me too. So that's two. If there's two of us, then it's got to be more of us. I've just been outvoted. But we, we both listen to secular radio, so <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe no one should listen to us. <laughs> uh, that's so, Angela, again, we're talking to pastors of small churches. What would you say to a pastor of a small church? How should they think about interacting, again, with new people coming in, especially young couples? What don't small church pastors know about new young couples that visit their church? What don't they know? What don't they understand about new people visiting their church? That's a really loaded and difficult question. Um, I guess time. I, I feel like time is my biggest enemy personally for our family it's just a constant time struggle and so you know i guess more so just being cognizant of that and we i mean we talked about the volunteerism and service and whatever but also don't get too put off because if if you know if we run out of church one sunday it's okay we just have something to do you know it's not that it's you know we're too busy for god it's that we're just busy <laughs> and it has you know, the act of going to church on a Sunday morning is just a small fraction of church. And so right. if we don't have time for that piece every Sunday and f- don't get off, be put off by the fact that we seem too busy because time is an issue. And you, I mean, Johnny knows that more than probably anybody. Um, <laughs> little kids. They, little kids. They tend to crunch the time. And it's also, you know, we're in a stage in our life where, I mean, with Eric's work, you mentioned he works a lot and he does. And work is important because it's how we support our family. It's how then we can give back to support the church. And so it does take a lot out of us. Okay, so time. There, we got that one. What else about young couples? Well, that's a good one, though, time. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's easy for, and I don't know, I'm going to maybe over overgeneralize. Or maybe I'm just going to generalize. <laughs> Older pastors maybe don't understand that. Sure. Because when they were in their 20s, there literally was more time in their week as people in our society. But now that they're in their maybe 50s or 60s or older, they just think that young couples, oh, they just, they've got time. When in reality, 
couples that age in the society we live in today have much less time. It's it's just a, it's a rat race. Oftentimes. I would love to turn. I would love to turn that off. I would love to, but I don't know what it's necessarily a function of. Just more expectations at work and just life in general. I don't know. I don't know. We we have another young couple in our church, and they they were apologizing to me recently for not being here for a couple of weeks. And I, and I just kind of laughed like, well, nobody's keeping track of that. You know, nobody's worried <laughs> that right. you're like not coming back, but you know, they're both in master's programs and they're adopting a child and they, you know, they have all this stuff going on. You know, what, what can we expect them to be there every single week? You know, and you know, they have things going on. So I, I, I definitely would agree um, with what Angela said in the timepiece and that we as pastors would be understanding you know, I think pastors are associated with guilt a lot of times. Like, yeah. we're going to guilt you if you don't come to church. Like, crap, the last person I want to talk to if I haven't <laughs> been to church for three weeks is the pastor. Like, is he going to say something about that? So, like, chill out. Be cool, maybe. And I've never had that thought once in the four years that's that good. I've been going to Dover. So, kudos on that because I think that's what's, you know, been a piece of us feeling We like don't even notice who's there from Sunday to Sunday. <laughs> Everybody's in the back. We can't see that far. <laughs> but do some people, I mean, do pastors, I mean, notice that? And, you know, if they do, is it, I, I don't know. I, I, it's probably best just to not say anything because, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, you know, the, I think the, worst thing, oh, the worst thing a pastor could say is, where were you where last were week? Oh, right. There's positive ways to reach out and then not positive right. ways. And I was just going to say that too. I mean, always feel like with younger couples to ask, but read the signs of right. interest or not interested. Right. Because if you read that sign wrong and you push too hard too fast, that'll lose people quick, I would guess. And this is something we've talked about too. Uh, and, and Carl Vaders talks about this, is there's no more brand loyalty. Like, So the Riedemans didn't move to town and say, well, we went to a CMA church in Wisconsin. We're going to go to a CMA church here. People just don't follow denominations like that anymore. I mean, you got a marketplace of churches and it's not, you know, kosher to talk about it like this, but really young couples, they could go anywhere that they wanted to. So, you know, don't, don't be a jerk, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. Be a good person to, to your visitors well, and to maybe your pretend, uh, You know, it depends on your age, I guess, but pretend they're your kids. If you have kids, sure. you know, their age and just say, well, how would my kid react to this? I don't know. Right. I, I mean, that might be a way to kind of frame it too. I probably have a leg up because I am that age, right? And I and I try to approach people as a normal person rather than like Pastor Johnny. Well I know that when my kids have gotten <laughs> to a certain age, I understand that age better. Yeah. So I yeah. when my when my daughter got married, moved to a new town, they had to look for a church and I talked to her about it. I learned a few things just looking at it through their eyes. Uh, but one of the things I've always been very sensitive about is people's time. And part of the reason why you're not going to say, hey, where were you last week? Well, you know, maybe they were off visiting family. Uh, maybe and they, they went just, to their home church. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe they just needed to sleep in. Maybe they maybe they were in in the Church of the Holy Comforter. I'm so jealous of those people. <laughs> we get to go to that church. Well, sometimes you just need a Sunday yeah. where you just hang out at Absolutely. home, and that is just as holy. And I think, and I think that the generation of pastors we have in churches understand that today. Yeah. So much better than the previous generations have. And well, what and again, Angela it was a said, different society. You know, going to church is like one 
piece of church, you know, and, and the Christian life. And so recognizing like what we do on a Sunday morning, that's not the be all end all of, of what church is. And we preach this, right? Go be the church, but be sure to come back to church. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, like just go be the church and we'll see you. We'll see you when you make it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't had any real, we haven't had any real confrontation yet and we're, we're getting right create some well we're getting right to the end of the podcast so we're running out of time to be confrontational oh, and man. conflict centered um tell tell johnny and i other than moving people to the front <laughs> now this we haven't rehearsed this now just seriously what what would you like to see different or better if you could snap in our your church fingers. And tomorrow it would change. If I could snap. And it can't be my hair. And, and you have permission you to, to speak. You need to talk slower, Johnny. That's you need permission true. to speak freely. <laughs> Not talk at all, did you say? No, talk slower. slower. Hey, talk, hey, talk. hey. I heard your first slower. sermon, and you've gotten way better. But every once in a while, it's like, ooh, take a breath. I know. Take a breath. I didn't drink any coffee yesterday. I think that helped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was a little slower. <laughs> that might be key. <laughs> this is so hard. I really... <sighs> It's kind of nice that she's having this hard of a time. I, I am having I mean, And it feels genuine. We've stayed at Dover for a reason. We've just felt welcome. And frankly, if I thought you guys were... But this is my personality again. If there was something that was really bugging me, I would tell you. You know, I wouldn't have waited for you to ask me in a room with three microphones. Like, I would just say, you know, you know what? Like, this is really kind of nagging at me. And can you, can you maybe work on that? Or I need you to do this. I really, I really don't know. See, the the problem is we're not asking the right person. We need to find yeah. somebody with a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. angry church I mean, member. The, yeah. the reality of it is, I don't like when I see you on the street. I'm like, I'm, I don't get all like, oh, it's Pastor Jeff. I, you're you're people, and right. so and not everybody feels that way, but that's the way I feel. So I find you approachable, um, and we we're at the church we're at because we feel that leadership is approachable. And so if I had an issue, I'd bring it up. But Well, my, my philosophy of life is be normal. In fact, that was in a blog post for this morning. We're recording the day yeah. before the podcast comes out. So this morning, I just said, you know, just be a normal pastor. Don't be the, the perfect plastic uh, pastor who yeah. has it all together because nobody else does. And they're put off by that. Yeah, that's yeah. a bygone era. I don't even know I that it was so. good for the bygone era. It's oh, from, it wasn't good. But no. yeah, people don't want that. If you're having a bad day, you can tell your congregation you're having a bad day. Yeah. Like, it's okay. But not on a Sunday, though. Oh, yes. As it's long okay. as your bad day doesn't fall on <laughs> Our bad days always fall on Sunday. We prefer you didn't trip and talk too fast, but if you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day. This is funny. <laughs> this is the same advice I get from like a 90-year-old woman in our congregation. God bless Doris. We don't get into arguments on the way to, <laughs> we don't get into arguments on the way to church as a family. Well, we just have to walk next door. We there's live no right next door to, to the church. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no time to no argue. Time. And if there's there is, there's no time me. to make up. Yeah, there is time for you yeah, guys. Yeah, we have a five-minute drive. So every yeah. once in a while, we walk in with the not the best of days. But That's what happens. No, you really, seriously, when you come to church, you don't have oh, we have. attitudes toward each other, do you? We have. Oh, yeah. Uh, do they, are they better by the time you leave church? <laughs> I mean, it or do you just pick on, them right up where you left off? You get out the door. It depends on the day. Usually, we pick them right back up. Depends, <laughs> depends how good the sermon was. If it's a day where you can't find Angela and Eric, they're not conversing out in the lobby. We're probably back in the car. Oh no. boy! <laughs> Pastor Jeff will be looking for the telltale signs. There you go. 
Hey, you guys, we got a pot roast in the kitchen. (laughs) Just put it. Just put it off a little longer. A little longer. Well, we are at the. Thank you, Angela, so much for helping us today, and for. I hope that our listeners. I hope you've appreciated being able to hear hear her say more than the eighteen words that she says at the (laughs) beginning of. And we're going to have to have you record some. Would you be willing to record some fresh fodder? Oh, absolutely. She's a proverbial fount of of good content she's eloquent she should be doing the podcast by herself that's no. that's true the, the quality would rise several levels <laughs> no i do have to listen to q102 you don't i'm telling you Center, no. Lamar's. City. What, what's your Sioux city are you're on the radio right now aren't you Yes, but don't tell anybody. Okay. No, I actually. <laughs> well, you know, we're pre-recording this. Yeah. Whatever. Radio is a whole new world, but you know, I hope none of my listeners are listening to this. But I, I record my show from home. Yeah. Yeah, and I. That doesn't like, ruin this the magic. morning. I recorded for today. I was on from ten to two, and by ten o'clock, I had everything in the bag, and I was out the door. Oh, so. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a nice. It's a good thing. See, I whenever I hear you, I think this is all this is all done. Like it's I the don't beauty know. of it is you can control the content better, and you can right. You know, make sure you're putting your best stuff out there because you can do it over if you mess up. But yeah. we don't worry about that. <laughs> and you never <laughs> you never talk you never talk <laughs> over the beginning of a song, right? All of and that, all yeah. of that stuff. See, I appreciate that. I think I always think Some this is so think, nice and crisp. So where is so it's FM. So where is Q one oh two? Are we really fleshing this all out right now? Okay. Where, where's Q one oh two on two point three. You flip the dial over I know where to it the is. FM. You flip it over. But now seriously <laughs> Seriously, I've never heard you. You're so you're on from 10 to 2 mm-hmm. during the day? Yep. Monday through Friday? Monday through Saturday, usually. 10 to 2. So good. And how long does it take you to record a four-hour spot? An hour. An hour. More, but it's an hour of you know like prep work, too, because you yeah. have to figure out what you're going to talk about, what what celebrities deem your your acknowledgement, or just, you know, like <laughs> What's fun, Justin Bieber doing? Right. Stuff fun like little that. lifestyle things. And I'm the only female on the station that I work on, so I try to bring on, you know, some of the more feminine, like talk about makeup and food and whatever, you know. And you just get to pick what you talk about? Yeah. I mean, they kind of give me a guideline and say, you know, steer away from this, steer away from this. But typically, you know, you're supposed to, you want to... Make people smile and give an opinion without yeah. offending anyone, which is very hard to do. It is, especially in this society. Yeah, right. And sometimes I feel like I cross a line and being, <laughs> you know, a little too liberal, for lack of a better word. And sometimes I feel like my conservativeness is really coming through, and I feel like I'm finger pointing. It's it's a really really fine line. So do you get into politics? I try very hard not to. But sometimes you step in it. Sometimes I like one. T- for example, I'll share this because this is a church-centered podcast. I kind of chastised Kim and Kanye for that's what I should have done for your intro. The Kim and Kanye. The Kim and Kanye. Yeah, for sure. Oh, no, that's not appropriate at all. The Kanye uh, and Jay Z. The, the there you go. There you go. But I said something like. First comes love, then comes baby, then comes marriage. Like I was kind of making fun of that little. Uh oh. And I had people that called the station and complained, like, "Why is she making fun of that? I had a kid before I got married." It was like, okay. So apparently that was too conservative. But you that, know that that is very that gives me warm feelings because I do the <laughs> same types of things. Yeah. 
In a, in a similar... Yours are yeah, substantially yeah, yeah. more egregious than what she just <laughs> described. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> you know, you say something that you think is, but then you realize, oh, yeah. yeah there's all these other Somebody people out there that, on the edge. You know, right. you know, right. And then I have, you know, people from church listening to me on the radio. And today, like, for example, I talked about legalizing pot in Washington State. So I never know which line I'm crossing. I never do. Well... I'll have to listen. Yeah. And, With that preface. And, yeah, exactly. Then we will renegotiate. Okay, so I hear the music. I hear the music coming on. Oh, you so hear this the means, music. Yes. It's the end it's of the podcast. Head, yeah. It is in my head. It is. <laughs> and this is the out. part where you say, like, thank you for listening and we hope um, blah, blah, blah. Something. And then at the end, you talk about um, <laughs> love, about leading and loving your people. It's my favorite part. Is it? Do you want me to just stick it on there because you can't remember what you said? I can't remember. You hear it every week. I recorded it once. Okay. I don't remember it, but if you want to, you know, I'll do it live. No, no, no. We're going to... Lead, love, go and peace be with you. Like... Ah, that's good. <laughs> that's it right there. Our hearts, our hearts are ripped. <laughs> us, us, us pastors, all of our hearts are now ripped. That you don't mean for us to love our people. Oh, no. But we're going to play it. And so, right. Angela, thank you for being on the podcast thank today. You. It was fun. We hope you've been encouraged and challenged by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday to provide you with more ministry encouragement as you pastor your 200 church. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love your people.